Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, your host, Justin Pennick, And I got this little giddy feeling inside of me. Like, it it honestly has not hit me until I just said, like, the intro of this episode. We are in draft month. We're previewing the edge position today. And I'll be honest, I haven't been excited for it until just this second. Like, here we are, back again. Justin, how are you? Bobby Skinner, hello. The weather is starting to get warmer here on the East Coast, up in the Tri-State area, it is 7.50 at night, and it's 60 degrees. I mean, hell, even I'm a little excited for some baseball that's on right now, but it is draft month. I am so excited. The New York football giants are going to be a better football team uh, at the end of this month, and I think we do a pretty darn good job of breaking it all down, and I'm just going to say this first. If there's one month out of the year that this does feel like actually work, it is April, it is the beginning of May, and it is the NFL draft. That's at least for me. Um, there's so much work that goes into it, and odds are the Giants are maybe going to pick one or two players that you actually know, and then you're going to dive into those players after the Giants draft them anyway. So I'm really excited to get into it because it really is a process that is well worth it. So here's what we're going to do, Bobby Skinner. I told you about this before the show. We're going to do a giveaway for every single draft preview episode this month. Every single draft preview episode this month. I want you to leave a comment on YouTube and you have to like the video. Leave a comment on the favorite draft prospect that we talked about in the episode and the position that we're talking about right now. And then also leave another draft prospect that you like that we did not talk about in this video. So every single Draft preview episode, leave a comment of a player that you like that we talked about, one player that we haven't talked about, and you may win a free shirt. Let's make draft month work it, worth it. Let's bump up these numbers for Talking Giants, and let's do it, Bobby Skinner. Yeah, and I think, you know, I know you said like, oh, they, you know, they might draft guys we don't know. The seventh round, yeah, definitely. But I think we're going to hit better this year because now we have a better idea. It's like they like to go younger guys earlier who might be, you know, they're like they're looking for guys who kind of have those athletic traits that you know can swing on a little bit. Um, top thirty visits were very important to them this year, uh, last year, where it's like, all right, make sure every time every person they met with at the combine, met with uh, you know at a pro day draft visit, even the local guys like the kid from Delaware, get some evals on those guys done, so we kind of have a better idea of what these guys want to do uh, in the draft. You know, this is only year two. This is the first year with Joe Shane having his full scouting department under him so there's it'll be a, it should be a little different but it's like we, we kind of have an idea of of what these guys of what joe shane and brandon brown and brian dable are going to want to do with this draft so i'm very 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 excited for all it all and we're starting out with edge and the giants are in a position now there's still a lot of position like positions of need like you can talk you can't like say oh they should get this in the first or second round like well what about this position like there's so many positions of need still despite this team winning a playoff game that you know they this is still this is still kind of part of a rebuild and the giants need a lot of help in a lot of different areas basically the only positions they're not they shouldn't draft early are quarterback tackle and running back and even then you could see a running back taken in like the third round if they really liked one so um you know let's let's build this new york giants team very excited for draft month uh, the people that make us uh, make it possible for us to do this draft draft month stuff is Ryan Forbes. He's on the Forbes uh, forty under forty list. I, wow. I actually knew that. Ishan Modai stuck in low die again. Kelvin Arzu Arzu ready for draft month. <laughs> David DRC 
what up let's go and then be more be more like be more and subscribe to the talking giants patreon love that patreon.com slash talking giants uh two dollars a month plus some other tiers you get to hang out with us live while we record the shows there's some good energy in the chat right now uh called doug analytics dumb and we called uh cheyenne Simple Man Radio listener, remember that? Uh, Call her smart, because she's working on her master's thesis. How do you like that? Patreon.com slash Giants. Go check the raffle. I'm doing the raffle for the hoodie uh, Tuesday evening. So make sure you get your number. I I love giving updates about how good we're doing. Our draft hoodie. Now, think about this. How How much merch has been released in the last two weeks for John Boy Media? A baseball company, by the way. How much merch has been released? They're now working with the ML, the MLBPA, the Players Association. They can have player names. Bah, 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 bah. Guess what was a top five merch selling item of Talking Giants over the last two weeks? You mean of John Boy Media? Of, of Yes, of John Boy Media. A top five merch selling item. I'm going to guess the draft hoodie. The draft hoodie. Let's win some games. That's right. So screw baseball. Let's win some games. Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. All right, Justin, let's get into this edge class. We're going to go through eight guys on every episode, try and tie some of these guys to the Giants. And this guy has a natural tie to a player on the Giants and, and is the, probably the highest, the high, not, definitely the highest rated guy I have that we're going to go through. Obviously, we're not going to look at the Will Andersons, the, Mile Mur- the Miles Murphy uh, guys because the Giants aren't in that range. But a guy who I think is in their range, who's getting like second round projections, but I think this guy's a first round talent. Is Aziz uh, Ojolari's brother, BJ Ojolari, out of LSU, who's 6'2", 248 pounds, like decent size arms, 34 and a quarter inch. Uh, Justin, I think he's a better prospect than Aziz. I really do. Now, they're very similar in a lot of ways, but I think uh, BJ is is more developed than Aziz when they came out. Uh, And he, he really improved from last season to this season. You know, and he's always been like, hey, a really good athlete who moves and just bends around uh, efforts effortlessly. His first step is great, get, uh, great, always gaining ground and testing the offensive tackles, feet and hips. Uh, and he's got a nice bag of pass rush moves and, and just strings them together really well. Uh, like, I like this guy. He rushes like a, with a plan. He knows how to counter. He knows how to string uh, things together without being segmented. I think he's a first round talent, but he's kind of getting second round buzz. Uh, right now, and I th- I think he is a better prospect than his brother Aziz. Do you remember watching him in the way too early draft preview? Yeah, we weren't in we weren't in total love with him, and he got a lot better this best off season. I kind of I kind of like hated him. He was a one trick pony. He all he had was a speed, and that was it. And man, when you did that film breakdown, by the way, JM Football, there's already eleven film breakdowns out on the JM Football channel right now. And it's the start of draft month. You did like 16 last year. You're going to crush that. You're going to blow that out of the water. And you've been crushing those film breakdowns. JM Football, go check it out. Um, so BJ Ojolari, I was really thrilled watching that film breakdown. You talked about the speed um, and get off, off, off of the edge is insane. Uh, top 30 in pass rush, rush win rate among draft eligible players. Only 2% less of a win rate than Will Anderson, by the way. The feet are always charging and moving forward for him. I think he flattens the line very well getting to the QB, which is so important because when you talk about a guy's He's you very know, flexible guys with good bend, right? You you can beat a guy around the edge. You can beat a guy around the corner, but 
if you get washed out and you can't flatten the line and actually impact a play and get to the quarterback, then what good are you? 49 and 54 pressures over the last two years. This is according to PFF, which really overestimates pressures, but that's all that we have. Second among draft eligible players in QB hits. He was 13th in pressures. He is a love it player for me, Bobby, and bringing back my Cold Stone Creamery's creamery scale of like it, love it, gotta have it. He is a love it player for me, and I have not given many edge players that designation this year. Yeah, Justin, uh, you know, he only had five and a half sacks this past season, but like you said, he had all those QB hits. He was, for pressure, sacks, hits, and pressures, he was second in the SEC this year behind only Will Anderson Jr., who was like Will Anderson Jr.'s production from the edge spot, like, may go unmatched for a long time, the way he's been able to consistently do that. Um, and like you said, in the whole draft class, he's second in QB hits with the, the ones that he had. And so... Where I think he's a better than like he's the same athlete that Aziz is, like he's got the good bend that Aziz has, but he's able to work those pass rush moves together. And then in the run game, now he's not a good edge setter, right? Neither was Aziz, but he doesn't get blown away. Like Aziz Ojolari had snaps where it's like, man, he's get though they're widening the gaps just attacking Aziz Ojolari, but also like his brother, like he works to disengage well uh, in the run, just kind of struggles with hands on him. Um, but he's great in pursuit, and he has you know lots of coverage experience too, which matters for the Wink Martindale defense. So this is this is the only guy that we're talking about of these eight that I have a first round grade on. Like I think he's a first round player. I don't know where he ends up falling, but I mean the Giants drafted Aziz at fifty. Like if he if he somehow fell to fifty seven, uh, he would be like number one on my board. And and the Giants at edge position like. I don't know if BJ has the injury history that Aziz has, uh, but they need help there right now. Like their third edge right now is Jahad Ward, who brings you zero pass rush value. And he's a good run defender, but he's not a great run defender. They need a third guy to come and rush and, and rush the passer. Like they need that type of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, BJ may be a little too rich for sure, but you know, if you're at a point in the draft, especially in the second round where you're talking about, you want to marry, somewhat need and there's just a really good player on the board man bj ojolari is certainly going to be tempting um in the in the second round if he's there but i don't think he will be there so uh happy birthday to bj ojolari by the way his birthday is tomorrow on the 5th and he is just turning 21 he will be 22 obviously next april so he's super young so he fits that joe shane mold of being super young yeah, and that was kind of what that's the tiebreaker of what we're using on like what players to talk about or look at. It's like, go, go see which one is younger. Yeah, literally. Uh, we, we were texting. I'm like, all right, who's younger, this guy or that guy? All right, go with go with the younger guy. <laughs> yeah, so I, again, he's very young. And I like we saw Aziz Ojolari add some strength. I don't know if there's correlation. I, I hate to keep uh, comparing us to his brother, but he is similar to his brother. I don't know if it's correlation and causation to the injuries, but if he can add a little strength in that run game and add some. Pile, but he like he plays with pop though even though he's not the strongest rusher in the world he works speed to power pretty damn well like, yeah. he's, it's, it's not like he can't finish some bull uh some bull rushes either yeah. so he works he works speed to power better than a lot of guys in this draft class that are supposed to be strong yeah i agree you know obviously when you get to the nfl it's a different thing but like aziz coming out didn't do any of that yeah. he was he was what bj ojalari was in 2021 where it's like just working speed around the corner and then obviously progressed as a player so anything anything else on bj before we move on no all right next on this list i hope i pronounce this right uh tuli uh 
Tua. We should have looked up how to pronounce this Here before. Here we go. Tuli Tua uh, Puloto. Pulut, Puloto. Edge out of USC. Did I pronounce that right? Tuli Tui Puloto. I think Tui it's Pul- pronounced exactly how it's kind of spelled out. Well, we're going to call him Tuli, the edge out of, out of USC, who's six foot three, 266 pounds, got some nice mass to him, had awesome production this last year. 13 and a half sacks, 22 tackles for loss. That is as good as it gets, um, Justin. He aligns all over the front, and there included like reps where they had him like standing up as like that Joker linebacker type role, um, and kind of just one with hey, he's got a strong punch, and he has a great pass rush plan to win in multiple ways. Use and uses his hands really well. Like he has solid bend around the corner, even though he's not like the greatest athlete in the world. My question is with Tuli, could he fall in the tweener category? Oh, you know, like, you know what's funny? I you know me. I'm not I don't consider myself an NFL draft guy. I don't really use the phrases all that often. I have in my overall thoughts plays like a tweener, especially with shorter arms for an edge rusher, but the fact that he checked in at a 266 pounds at the combine I think that means that he'll be an edge rusher in the NFL at least right now. Now, again, I think you have to include this with every single player that we talk about on Talking Giants when we talk about a draft preview. He is 20 years old right now. He is turning 21 in the month of September. So he obviously can add more weight. He's super, super young, but plays like a tweener. And I usually don't come up with those kind of draft cliche phrases super often. I, th- I think his home is ob- is at edge, though. Like, unless yeah, I he, agree. Like he's, unless he were to gain 20 pounds, which I don't I don't want that for him because he had so much great production on the edge. I don't know if that would happen on the inside. But, but it's cool did. to have a guy to have outside-inside versatility, for sure. Yeah, but a, a lot of that production came from the inside, right? Like, yeah. whether it was working stunts or just lining up over the guard. Like, those were his be- where his best reps showed up, like, by far, even though he had some really good stuff out on the edge. But I just thought better tackles, like, he wasn't great out on the edge when he was playing against them. When he was facing, like, you know, some of the, you know, subpar tackles in college football, he was able to really work them. Um, you know, and, and he as much production as you think he'd have, you think he'd be a guy that like pushes the pocket and, you know, counters. He doesn't really do those type of things. But again, like he's kind of got this good downhill burst to the ball, um, strong punch in the running game. And it allows him to disengage and get all those tackles for loss that he has, you know, so he's got the strength, but like you said, he's 20 years old. So it's crazy for a guy to have all that production to need to string together more parts of his game, but it's there to be had for Thule. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, in my plus plus category, I, I, I kind of break things up for my simpleton brain in plus 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 minus, And then I have my overall thoughts. So I, my plus plus category, I have such a smooth athlete, long strides and solid bend. Spoiler alert. Uh, I feel like for a lot of these positions that we're going to be talking about draft previews on talking giants, we're looking into age, like we already kind of established. And then also guys that are kind of just good athletes. Uh, I feel like that is on uh, offensively. And defensively, I feel like Joe Shane really values plus plus athletes, guys that can run, guys that can move, guys that are quick, guys that are fast. Um, that even includes sometimes guys on the defensive line, positions that you wouldn't think that you need to be, you know, that that quick or that fast, right? But such a smooth athlete, he has long strides and solid bend with powerful hands. 
I think he also knows how to use his hands to get uh, to get Lyman's hands off of him well with kind of like a hand swipe. Yeah. Uh, family affair. Um, his brother and two cousins have pro and USC experience across a few different positions. Uh, great production the last two years. We talked about as as outside inside versatility. Has experience dropping back into coverage. Something that really does bother me though, Bobby. He tackles ball carriers extremely high when coming off blocks, and he goes after them so high that he sometimes will just flat-out whiff on some plays. That's his biggest negative, Justin, is that, like, so, like, in the read option game, it can almost be a liability because he just can't close out on the corner. Like, I I put up one of my notes on him, really struggles out on the corner, and read option is an issue. Like, when he's kind of in space, and again, we're we're talking about an edge rusher, so most of the time you're not out on the edges, but... If I if he was playing as a rookie and the Giants were facing him, I would this would be a, a hey let's let's attack him with this read option let's kind of set our 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 you know uh you know our read option to whatever side that he's lining up on because like he is that's a kind of an issue for him and that's where the question is like can he that's where the whole tweener thing comes from because like I think he's an he's a solid a- athlete for the edge spot. Um, but like he mostly makes up with his production in, in other areas. Like he's not yeah. really just winning with straight athleticism. The athleticism shows up when he's lining up on the interior. And again, he took advantage of every opportunity. He had a lot of pre- uh, numbers on the interior. Uh, you know, it's like second most sacks in, in this class after Will Anderson, fifth in pressure totals. Uh, but he was 26 in pressure percentage and, and 25th in win percentage. So it wasn't like a guy that was winning on a down-in, down-out basis. He just right. kind of took a, advantage of every opportunity, whether those stunts or just lining up on the inside yeah. and then edge reps against some lesser tackles. Yeah, 16 missed tackles to finish up that point. Has to get better at finishing plays. Um, I think you even talked about this a little too. I think he uses his hips to generate power at the point of attack, but I still want to see a more effective bull rush for his kind of – for his size. So I like Thule, uh, especially because, you know, he's a young player. I think you're going to be, you know, granted the the benefit of the doubt when you're such a young player like this, not turning 21 until the age of September. So there's going to be a coach that's going to see, you know, the, the plus plus plays and be like, I can work with this and I can fix the stuff that's wrong with them for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Thule for you. You're muted. I have him graded as a high third round pick. Um, I think the age and, and again, the production can sneak him into the second round, but like, that's kind of, and I just kind of grade guys like, Hey, where am I, where am I really happy that I got you here? And that's where I've, I've got him as like, Hey, if we got him at 57, you kind of sneak into that high third round pick and, you know, compared to second late uh, or a late second, which the giants have, but high third is, is kind of where I see him, but I, I can see him being a guy who goes higher than than most people think because he has all that production he has right. a lot of ability and like you said he's so young and he's just kind of this ball play and there's and there is room for improvement that you can see him realizing traits traits bobby uh can you talk to me about something and then we'll move on won't you talk to me about something i'll talk to you about something Are you gonna cut me off no hello fresh wow you didn't cut me off HelloFresh, new sponsor. They sent Bobby and I an awesome kind of package. Uh, we got a ch- we got a selection to choose whatever kind of theme of meal that we wanted. I chose the meats and veggies option, and I had like an entire like week plus leftovers 
full. I like it even took her for like for lunch to the John Boy Media office the next day. HelloFresh came in clutch, and they take the hassle out of mealtime this spring by delivering pre-proportioned ingredients and easy-to-prepare recipes right to your door. Skip the checkout lines because HelloFresh has dinner covered. So, big-ass box with all of your ingredients. I didn't need to go to the grocery store. I didn't need to basically meal prep. I didn't need to do anything because HelloFresh basically kind of comes mostly ready in that box, all I had to do was whip some stuff up, took me about 15, 20 minutes to actually make everything, and I had big-ass meals literally for an entire week. One of the things that they sent me was balsamic tomato and herb chicken over buttery garlic spaghetti. I also had the tacos, which were very good. One pan pork stir-fry tacos with tangy slaw, sriracha mayo, and fried onions. This literally comes in a box ready for you to rock and roll. Spend less time in the kitchen with quick and easy meals like HelloFresh Fast and Fresh Pineapple Chicken Tacos, like I just said. Ready in 15 minutes or less. No worry if you're not a pro in the kitchen. I'm not a pro. HelloFresh's foolproof recipes arrive pre-proportioned and easy to prepare in just a few steps. Go to HelloFresh.com slash World50. Talking Giants versus the World50. And use code World50 for 50% off. Plus, your first box ships free. I honestly think this is like our best offer that we got running right now. That's HelloFresh.com slash World50 and start using America's number one meal kit today, Bobby Skinner. You'll be glad you did. You'll be glad you did. All right, next on this list is a ball of muscle, and that is Isaiah McGuire, the edge out of Mizzou, who's six foot four, two 268 pounds. Uh... That's my first, like, two, you know, the first three words on my scouting report of him is a ball of muscle, two-way edge defender that films screams a long-term player. And that's what he is. Like, he just plays strong. Like, go watch him versus the Georgia left tackle, Broderick Jones. And he is bringing the pop to his ass. Like, he plays with some Ooh. fire to him. And, he, and he's not, he's not like, he's not, not going to be super fast getting off the snap. He's adequate, but he's not like someone that's going to burn you around the corner. But he fires off the ball fast with great leverage and hands. And his play strength is just – it's its great. And it, he will set a consistent discipline edge in the run game. And it sets up his pass rush. Like there's, just, there's just so much power from his legs up into his punch that he compacts into into that edge bo- – that 268-pound body of his. That, that type of guy is valuable. You know, like we're going to talk about some guys who have some speed rush moves and stuff like that, but it's like they need to add a little more mass. Can they play on an every down basis in the NFL? You know, how often are, you know, pass rush only guys really even used anymore? Isaiah McGuire, what's up, Sirens? Like to me, he's undoubtedly going to be in the league for a while because of that power that he has in his game. I don't love, I don't love McGuire. Um, I, I'm, all, I'm a sucker for guys that, have multiple pass rush moves and I don't really I don't really think McGuire has it but like we kind of said earlier there are guys in this draft class that are supposed to have power or they do like the strength is in there the strength is somewhere but they just don't play like it at least Isaiah McGuire plays with that strength now I think if the Giants were to take a guy like Isaiah McGuire I think at McGuire's floor he's Jihad Ward and I, you know, Jihad Ward, we're kind of, we're kind of dissing on Jihad Ward, <laughs> Jihad Ward this episode, but at McGuire's floor, he is a solid run defender that can set the edge 
He'll give you some wow plays and, you know, defending the run at times, and maybe he won't give you that much pass rush production. Do you agree with that at his floor? Yes. De- yeah, definitely. Um, but he, again, he's another young guy who's, you know, 21 years old, birthdays in, in July. Yep. And that's the thing. Like, you can see the growth coming there as a pass rusher because it's like, it's not because of lack of athleticism, even though he's not the most athletic guy in the world. It's just like, hey, I want you to use that power a little more. Like when you watch him go against Broderick Jones, sometimes like, Hey man, you brought the power. Now slip off that block, like move your hands out of his chest and and try and use, you know, like work his arms against him or open up his hip. And those are the things I saw consistent with McGuire. It's like, man, he brings the power. He pushes the pocket, the run, man. He squeezes down those gaps, but you can disengage too. And that's where he needs to get better is like adding to that, like having a better feel for like, hey, don't just try and bully this guy for an entire rep. Bully him, disengage, and you'll, you know, you'll get into more production. But it's not like he didn't produce at all. You know, it's not like we're talking about, um, you know, Trayvon Walker where he, like, he didn't have any pass rush production. Like he had eight and a half sacks, 14 tackles for loss. Obviously, he's not the, the, you know, the, 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 the prospect that Walker is, but like I, I have him uh, just like Thule as um, a high third round pick. Um, so again, I, he doesn't have that corner bend, you know, he doesn't have that pass rush, you know, great pass rush production, but he's a hell of a run defender. And he was fifth out of, out of all this class. He was fifth in run stops. Yeah, it's it's funny. You know, you, you mentioned how you want to see him shed blocks a little bit more efficiently. And that is a that is a point that I have. I, I wish I saw more run stops where he was shedding blocks more efficiently. But for how young he is, he's strong. And if he's willing to put in the work, he could be a solid pro for a long time in this league. He's a like-it player uh, for me. And I'm partially biased because I watched all these 1v1 reps in the Senior Bowl. Isaiah McGuire was down in the Senior Bowl. A lot of We have some guys here that were down in the senior bowl that are still relatively young. You know, McGuire is 21 turning 22 in July, like you said. Um, so I am biased there because I did not see McGuire kind of show out in, in the senior. Yeah, bowl I wanted to any... see more out of him. If he yeah. had a good senior bowl, I, I would be like, this is a second round player, but oh, he's a love was... player. Yeah. If he yeah. had a good senior bowl, but he didn't. Um, and I am kind of biased there, but he has NFL size. That's ready to go and ready to play right now. And like I said, at his floor, I think he can have a Jihad war type of career, which I think is is absolutely fine. But if he if a coach can kind of work with him and if, and if he puts in the work, develops some pass rush moves and develops a little bit more speed, you know who knows he can have a solid player. And again, he was able like going up against SEC tackles, like he was consistently able to like play some play some bully ball. Yeah, about him. So I have him as a as another high third. I know we're not going necessarily in order of like highest graded to lowest graded. This is. The next guy, do you have anything else on McGuire? No. The next guy on my list, man, this is the this is the guy who I have the hardest time getting a read on. And that's Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame, who I think is like the most balanced player on this list that we're talking about between pass and run game. Uh who, you know, and he has the like one of the probably the best frame, you know, six foot five, two hundred and sixty-four pounds, like long, you know, good long thirty-four inch arms, tested really well to combine. Notre Dame's all-time leader in sacks over Justin Tuck. But here's what worries me, because these numbers show up on his film. So with Foskey, like 12 sacks, awesome, right? But he only had three QB hits. Only had 18 pressures. So almost all his pass rush production turned into sacks, which is good. Sacks absolutely matter. 
but he was 50th in pressure percentage in this class, you know, and obviously that includes some bumps that played at small schools, but still, like, these other guys are really high on these lists. 57th in win percentage, uh, but he is a, he's a good two-way player, Justin, um, and he's someone who I think just needs to have a better feel for pass rush. Like, you see him trying to do a lot, like, like, like his hand fight, I think it needs a lot of work. But he works it. Like, he works the cross chop. He works ghost move. He works, like, that little stutter step in the long arm bench. Like, he... I think he's a guy who watches Von Miller film. I really do. Because he d- tries to do a lot of things that Von Miller does. But he's not always going to be the... Like, he's not the, the the athlete that Von Miller is. Even though he is a good athlete. And there is there's reps where he wins purely get off of get off and speed. You know, and he can work outside in with, you know, pretty smoothly. Um... But I, I do think he needs he has the frame for it. I want to see him play with some more strength in his game. Yeah, Isaiah Foskey, a little bit older, so a little bit of an outlier with these edge rushers that we're talking about here. Um, so it's one one guy's really old, but uh, twenty two, turning twenty three uh, in October. Bobby, I, I've been listening to uh, the NFL Stock Exchange podcast. Uh, PFF does does it. Uh, Trevor Sikma is on it, and one of the things that those guys talk about is your trump card. And what your trump card basically is, is what what do you do extremely well? And I think Isaiah Foskey's trump card is his get-off and his speed at the edge. Yeah. And I don't even think it's that strong, which I mean, which is why Isaiah Foskey isn't being, I don't think he's being mocked in like the first round. What, what, what grade do you have on him? I mean, I have him as like a somewhere between like, you know, 38 to Oh wow! You know, fifty type guy. Okay, right? Because he, he has a build. Like he's he's a solid two way player. But he again, this is like I said, this is the the evaluation out of all of these guys where I'm the most uncertain on it. You know, and I think the opinions on him are kind of scattered all over the place. Um, yeah, I hate like- the the lack of pressures. Uh, I really do, and I think it depends what team he goes to as well. Which is so so part of what frustrates me about the NFL draft, right? There could be a player that could have a great career in one, in one place and then have an awful career, get off to an awful start through his first two, three-ish years in the NFL because he's in a bad system and a coaching staff that doesn't utilize their strengths in the right way. So at the end of your Isaiah Foskey film breakdown on the Jam Football Channel, another plug, at the end of it, you talked about how he moves well laterally and how he's good with this hand to the ground. So maybe a system that still utilizes like a 4-2-5, right? It still utilizes four down linemen with their hands on the ground. And how he, for whatever reason, when he has his hand in the dirt, he just moves better laterally. He has a false step he needs to fix. Right, 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 Which right. When, when he's, he's, in a, when he's got a hand in the dirt, that doesn't show up. You know, like, right. like in a two-point stance, he kind of struggles to set an edge a little bit. Like, you know, he's not bad, but once he kind of gets hands on him, he likes hard from the disconnect from the block. But, like, there's some reps in the three-point stance where it's like he fires off, he jabs into an offensive lineman's chest, rips through, and has some like awesome, awesome run stops, you know. So and this is where it's like, like he's at, like he was he was fifth he's fifth in this class for like run stop percentage, you know. He has pass rush production, you know, turning the sacks, but you know, not winning on a down in down out basis, uh, you know. And got like a guy like Paris Johnson handled him pretty pretty not easily, but like ha- Paris Johnson handled him in this game. So this is a guy I have a hard time getting a read on. And I usually try and like 
where he's mocked, I kind of want to stay away from a guy that I have a hard time getting a read on because I can see this guy coming into NFL and just not translating. Yeah, let's just say the Giants feel so strongly about taking an edge rusher in the second round that's Isaiah Foskey. I'm feeling very eh, meh about it. And not because it's an edge rusher. It's just because that's how I feel about the player. Yeah, no, like there's like other edge players that you, that might be there that you might be a little more excited. So, yeah. Uh, but the, the, he has things he need, he can work through um, with good production. Uh, but again, maybe add a little power. But again, he is he's not he's not very young either. So, right. Uh, and I just think he need, needs to kind of figure out. I, I guess you said it with like the whole you know Trump card. Like he needs to figure out how he's going to win as a pass rusher because it's almost like he's trying to do too much. Right. Like I said, he mentioned all those moves. And down at the Senior Bowl, like he was going up against Dewan Jones on day one. And he was trying to beat him with power. And he's like, man, you could probably embarrass this guy working around the corner <laughs> or working laterally. And you just didn't do it. Like, you tried to be, you tried to be like, oh, I'm going to go right at this 380-pound offensive lineman. And it yeah, didn't work. So, it's like you kind of – for him, it's almost like, hey, study your opponent and figure out what's going to work against this guy. And don't try and change up your pass rush plan on every single rep until you grow as a player and can feel confident doing that type of stuff. Because, like I said, out of all these guys, he has the most diverse pass rush plan. But he doesn't always work at the best. Like he tries to do the cross chop, doesn't work great. You know, he does that little stutter step, doesn't work great. But a lot of his production comes from just beating the guy around the corner. Where it's like kind of use that and get guys trying to get you around the corner, and then counter into some of those uh, counter into some of those things. I will say, if this what if this is what pushes Isaiah Foskey over the top for you, four blocked punts in his college career, special teams. Joe Judge intensifies. <laughs> Anything else on Foskey? No, let's move on. This next guy on the list is a, a one of the more intriguing players in the draft, and that's Zach Harrison, the edge out of Ohio State. Guy's almost six foot six, two hundred seventy four pounds, alien arms, thirty six uh, and a quarter inch arms. Had twenty five bench press reps with those long arms too, and he's just a very long and strong edge player, but. At least as a pass rusher, just doesn't have a feel for the position. Yeah, like as a pass rusher, he just doesn't have a feel for like playing football. Almost, you know, like he's like he needs to like, hey, attack, attack. Like he almost like be hesitant rushing the passer. You know, so it's like he could have some better get off plays, but he doesn't really stress it. Like get get on top of that tackle and te- test him. He only, like he kind of wastes time instead of tackling the edges. But as a run defender, you see that length show up consistently um you know where he's consistently just hey punch extend and disengaging and he was a really really good run defender for ohio state so you can almost look at this guy like can we get the most out of him as a pass rush because like jalen duncan who i think is an underrated player with good fast feet although flawed like he had two sacks on jalen duncan just kind of working around the corner using his length against him and you you see it like when he works power in the pass rush he lands his hands and he's got those long arms and he's able to bench offensive linemen and get him on skates, but you kind of you want to see him finish those plays. So, and become like I'm not expecting this guy to ever become like some great pass rusher or anything, but it's like you could be a solid pass rusher and a really good run defender, but you got to realize that potential. Yeah, this is a guy for me, Bobby. Where and another frustrating thing about the NFL draft and this process, this is a guy for me that I got to be assured that he's going to put in the work in the NFL. You talk about that all the time. 
You know, it's guys that have talent, guys that have traits, but if you're not actually going to put in the work and put in the work to grow at it and get better, then it's a waste of a pick. You shouldn't be drafting a player that you're not convinced that they're going to work hard, right? You know, cough, cough, Kadarius Tony. Long, long arms. I don't know if you gave the arm measurements thir- over 36 inches. Yeah, lo- like longer than almost every tackle he's going to play besides Andrew Thomas. Good step that gains ground. Uh, good first step that gain that gains ground. Uh, another guy that has outside inside versatility uh, at Ohio State um, uses an inside jab step to set out set up some outside moves at time as well. But I'm just I'm yelling and I'm and I'm screaming right. Use the strength and the traits more. We talked about it with Isaiah Foskey about your trump card right. If your trump card is using your arm length and using your strength and your explosion off the line, use it. <laughs> don't don't get too cute use that kind of stuff you're huge and strong he is 21 he's turning 22 uh in the month of august and really you know my main question is bobby you know you might have already touched on it with you know just sometimes not really knowing how to play like the game of football in, in some ways but with these traits why was his career such a disappointment compared to some past Ohio State edge rushers like Joey Bosa and Chase Young? Because he comes from a great tree of former Ohio State edge rushers, and he has kind of like the traits to maybe be kind of sort of like that. But his career is a disappointment when you look at it overall. I mean, those guys are kind of in a different class. Um, so I wouldn't like compare like why doesn't he turn out like, you know, like growing like those guys. Um I don't know. Sometimes it, it just takes some guys to feel out the position, but like he is a good run defender. Like he's sixth in the class in run stop percentage, um, you know, and and he plays well. Like he sets a firm edge, and you see the power show up, um, and he's able to consistently bench guys off of him. But yeah, it's like he you watch him, and you're like, this is not a guy who just is like a like he kind of almost needs to learn how to be just a better f- football player. Which sounds like really dumb when you say it out loud, but it's like it's it's true with him. Yeah. Uh, I will say, uh, Robert Schmitz put out a cool tweet uh, about uh, about him today. Um, he pointed out that a lot of his sacks and impact plays came when the game mattered most. He has a knack for the strip sack, which will, he, he really sacrifices his body out there to get that ball um, and to knock that ball out for some fumbles. He has a knack to bat, to bat down passes um, as well. And from day one, he's going to able he, he's going to be able to set a good edge um, in the National Football League. And he also has a solid pursuit as well. And you can really see his pursuit in the run game. You can really see it pay off when he's chasing after a ball carrier. And he, you can see his athleticism really uh, uh, on display there. Where are you comfortable drafting him? I'm bad. At, I'm bad at these questions. But, I mean, this date, day three, right? I have him as a high fourth. But he kind of yeah. has the potential to be a late third round pick. Yeah, but that's that's what I have him rated as is a high fourth round pick. Where it's yep. like that day, like you said, the beginning of the day three, I think is like when you feel comfortable taking the Zach Harrison. It's like, all right, let's take a swing on this guy. Where a third round pick, it's like you got you kind of have to have some more expectations about you. I don't know. Some some team may fall in love with that size, but we'll see. Uh, and anything else on Harrison? So good good run defender who has like the best body in the in the in in the class. You know, like his arm length is, is longer than Andrew Thomas's long ass arms. Like it's crazy. Uh and you see flashes in the pass rush and he can, you know, use the power in the pass rush, really good in the run, but he just needs to figure out better. Next on this list is DraftKings. 
The baseball season is in full swing. Whether you're rooting for the home team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered for all the season's action. Right now, customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, everyone can hit out of the park with DraftKings same game parlays. Combine multiple bets in a single game uh, for shot and an even bigger payout. Bet on Anthony Volpe stealing bases. Like basically every time that guy gets on first base, live bet it for a stolen base. Like that would be, that would be my bet. Um, like when I'm up there for the draft, ever like I'm live betting every Anthony Bol- Volpe like stale base um, type type bet that they put out there for you. Also, didn't get the Miami uh, FAU final like I wanted. Sorry, Sad. the Bobby Skinner final. It's really FAU was heartbreaking, but I I like my uh, you know I'm a Miami fan. It, it sucked. They didn't figure it out. Join, but you could figure it out and join the big league action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign up with code WORLD. That's like talking Giants versus the world. And new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code WORLD. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I'm distracted. Uh, you'll be glad you did. I'm distracted. I'm watching my. Glad you did. I'm watching my Blitzball Warehouse debut on the Warehouse Games channel right now. Um, I uh, I just threw a curveball way upstairs, and I'm about to watch my first strikeout, which I actually have. Dan the Tech Man made me a uh, a trophy of my first Blitzball strikeout, and I might have hit a home run as well. So go check out the JM Warehouse Games channel where I play Blitzball. Very cool. Blitzball. The next guy on this list is Nick Herbig out of the Edge out of Wisconsin. Who six foot two, two hundred forty pounds, so a little bit of a lighter guy, thirty one and a quarter inch arm, so like five inches shorter than a guy like Zach Harrison. But man, did this guy produce at Wisconsin. Like he had eleven sacks, fifteen and a half tackles for a loss. He was he's top five in this class for pressure percentage. Uh first out of all the power five guys. He had a win percentage of 24%. Like, everything this guy did, like, turned into production. You know, and he's he's a high-motor edge to me that will test pass blockers on every single sna- uh, snap. And they split him out a little bit. Like, we'll put him on, like, that that split linebacker snap that, like, Jack Sanborn did uh, for Wisconsin last year, if you, if you remember him correctly. And... He's a good athlete, but I think he's just going to have issues strength-wise. But again, every single rep, like he has really good get, like he is he is on it. Like every rep, you are getting into that third step of your pass set, and he is there. And he's got active hands and like decent flexibility to bend that edge. Like he's going to go after your ass, and he might be a guy that like gets a handful of sacks every single year. And if he can improve into a run defender, like he's going to find a role in the NFL. Yeah, what really caught my attention with Nick Herbig, he was the first edge rusher that I looked at, by the way. Um, And what I was doing to really start as I was looking for good value guys in the draft, because that's odds are that's what the Giants are going to be doing with the edge rusher position. Good value guys in the draft that are on the younger side that maybe have some good positive metrics. And Nick Herbig, 21, turning 22 in the month of November, so still on the younger side. He was eighth in pass rush win rate among 2023 Jeff draft eligible players this past year, and he was fourth in win rate in true pass sets. Hand swipe, 
one arm stem, speed and bend around the edge, a little bit of a ghost technique. I think he uses his hands well, wins with this first step and bend off the edge. So a guy that has some good athletic traits, plus you can win in multiple ways. I'm a sucker for that kind of guy. And like Bobby said, really what he needs to do is he needs to add strength. But I think because of his age, I think he can do that as he develops in the NFL. Well, and it's not even just like, oh, he's need to add some strength. Like he didn't use any type of power in his pass rush plan. Like yeah. he was never like, I'm going to put my hands in, like, I'm going to, I'm going to change it up on you and put my, like, like, like we said, BJ Ojolari, he's not a guy who's the strongest guy in the world, but he'll hit you with some pop. Herbig did not even try it at all. Like he was basically like, I'm working your ass around the corner. And if you start going too far, I'm going to work inside and get lateral on you. Um, you know, so he's just a guy who's always, always around the ball. You know, like I said, 11 sacks this year, 15 and a half tackles for a loss and has a nice bag of pass rush moves. Um, but in the run game, like it's it's he's not very good. Like like he doesn't set a good edge. Like tackles will widen out and open up lanes. Uh, even like playing on the backside of stuff. Like squeeze. He needs to like squeeze the gap better. Like I th- I think he lacks run instincts. And he was put out in space a little bit. He was a horrible tackler in open space. Even though he is a guy who can drop back in coverage and do a little bit of that for you. I saw some idea of moving the stack linebacker for those reasons. I don't see that. Um, I think he's just kind of got to be a guy who finds his way. But, yeah, like he is, as a run defender, he's, I mean, out of all these guys we're talking about, there's maybe one guy who's a worse run defender than Herbie. Yeah, 16.7% missed tackle rate. I also have that he really gets overpowered. What's your grade do you have on him? Uh, a C, so like late fourth, early fifth. That's, that's fair. Now, can I tell you something? I want to check... I'm going to check it again. I started this process and PFF had him graded or not graded, but they had him on the big board at around like maybe the third, fourth round. And now I'm going to look right now. And I think he's jetted up. So I have him as, as a fourth rounder. They have him ranked 58th on the PFF big board, which I think is insane. <laughs> yeah, that's where PFF relies on like their just like grades and numbers and too much with draft stuff, which is like, yeah, you can't really, I mean, their grades suck in general, but yeah, but he's a light, he's a like it player for what he is. And and again, not a lot of players. I'm not giving a lot of players this, this, this designation, like it player for what he is, love it player for what he can become. I think if he does add strength, even a little bit of strength, but I don't see I, him adding, yeah, a little bit of strength. Like, this guy's never going to be, like, some strong player. He can add a little bit of strength, but he's never going to be a strong player. Yeah, it needs to get better against the run to not totally be a liability. But worst case scenario, I think he could be a speed rusher off the edge, and I think he can be, like, a good number three. Yeah, I can see that for him. My my thing is with him is just, like, I don't know if that power is ever being i mean he's only six foot two he's got short arms yeah and for that some strength like he doesn't really have the frame to do it like he's yeah. not light for six foot two he's 240 pounds um you know and he had like he put up like 25 bench press reps too so it's not like this guy was you know putting up 15 reps in the bench so this is this is a guy who who has pass rush production so you take him in the fourth round and see if that some of that can translate or maybe in the fifth round but uh i I struggle on him. Like, there's a lot of good there. Like, there's some awesome, awesome, awesome stuff out of there. But it's just there's so much struggle in the run, and it's like you don't. He doesn't even try power as a pass rush. Like, ch- right. change it up and throw it out. Right. These guys. But he can All win. Right, next, yeah. Next on this list, if you talk about a guy who struggles with the run, 
That is Army. Yes. Think the Army would have a guy in the draft when we wouldn't cover him? Army edge Andre Carter. This guy at the start of the process was being like mocked like late first. And I was like, that's insane. But there is a lot of... We talk about like, oh, does Nick Herbig add strength? What can he? Carter can. And Andre Carter is six foot six and a half. So almost six foot seven, 256 pounds. Uh, and it's crazy how his production dipped this past year, but it's not crazy when you think about it because he got all this focus and the, like adding strength. Like, you know, I was talking with, uh, I was actually talking with a, a guy who trains guys, Joe Roselle. And he was talking to me like, yeah, the army diet doesn't really set guys up to be, you know, like to set them up for that. Uh, and so like he can, you can see him adding it, but he is a pro, uh, a project. So Justin, he went from in 2021, 14 and a half sacks and 17 tackles for loss to 2022 in two less games to three and a half sacks and seven tackles for loss, which is like bad production. It's like at army, you've got to be producing more than that, but he is like 10th in win percentage. Uh, like for a guy who like this in this class is like 80th and sack hits and pressure, like he's 10th in win percentage, uh, and he got a lot of attention this past year. Like yep. he, uh, like a lot, a lot of percent, uh, a lot of attention. So that changed things. I still wanted to see him perform well, but this is a guy who is very long and has like for that size, like has ability to bend and change direction. Like he plays like like a freaking wrecking ball out of there. Um, and again, tall and lanky. It's it's almost weird watching him. Like he looks weird on a football field because he's so tall and lanky. But he plays with his hair on fire, like treating every single snap like it's last. Like he has the speed and get off, like to constantly stress the arc. Uh, you know, the pass rush arc for offensive tackles, and he can move lateral. Like he'll work in the spin moves. Uh, like and he doesn't lose momentum doing that stuff. And like I said, can bend the edge. So, uh, like he's working that pass rush consistently, uh, but. In the run game, he will get flat out bullied. Like with the, the, he is a very skinny dude. And with that height, that height gets worked against him and guys will just move him. You know, we saw tight ends working him pretty good at the senior bowl. And like Dewan Jones, for example, like totally dominated him. Yeah. So like, and at Army, they would line him up at wide nine. You're not going to be able to just line up at wide nine in the NFL. You got to, you got to tighten it. You'll get some wide nine reps on third down. So this guy is a total project. He is a total project, but this is a guy who can turn into an awesome, awesome player. Um, what's your grade? Late third. Late third. Um, do you get? He's a swing. It's a big swing. Do you get Ellerson Smith vibes? Except he's much better than Ellerson Smith. But it's that kind of swing, right? I actually had that thought in my head. Yeah. Which I know Ellison Smith will provoke bad thoughts for Giants fans, and I understand. I didn't like Ellison Smith as a fourth round pick, uh, but like there's Ellison Smith, we haven't get to see him. Like Ellison Smith had potential, right? It's just the guy's never been able to be on the field for the New York Giants. He's been injured his entire career, you know. So like maybe there is some untapped potential in Ellison Smith. We've just never got a chance to see it because he literally gets injured every time he touches the field. Um, but at the like Ellison Smith did add a lot of weight at Northern Iowa, um, and did look good at the Senior Bowl after missing a whole year due to COVID. Like, I don't know. Like, I'll, like, listen, I'm not sitting here. Like, he, this is a huge swing. 
which means you might strike out by three feet. You know, John Carlos standing in the, you know, 2018 wow. playoffs type strikeout. But, like, he's got some ability too, and that, that length and, like he's like to me, he's a much better pass rusher than Ellerson Smith. Oh well, th- yeah, that's not a question. I think he's a better like by, player. But... By far, a much better pass rusher than Ellerson Smith. But it's like it's it's a huge, huge swing on this guy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, six foot seven is absurd. <laughs> that's 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 like he doesn't look. It looks weird on a football field because he's so tall and lanky. Yeah, yeah. Um... And then you see this guy with him. You see, you just see him playing with his hair on fire. It's insane. Yeah, and another guy that's currently suffering from I watched all these 1v1s versus the senior bowl because I cut him up and he didn't do he had one, he had one really good rep in 1v1s uh, in the senior bowl and then that was it for like the entire week. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, he is someone who benefited from playing weaker competition too. Kind of like Ellerson Smith even though he was better than Ellerson. All right, last on this list. I actually last? took yeah, last. Wow. I actually took this guy in the Giants mock draft that I put out on Monday. And that's Louisville Edge Yaya Diaby, who's six foot three, two hundred sixty three pounds. Um, had nine sacks and fourteen tackles for a loss this past year for the for Louisville. Good strong athlete who aligned all over the front, like played out of a down stance mostly and you know, lining up at like a, a five tech. Um I see some, like, people saying him high. Like, I took him in the sixth round of that mock draft video, and that's kind of where I have him rated as, like, a late fifth-round type player. Um, but, like, he moves la- – like, he's a good athlete. He moves laterally really well. Like, he, you know, had a four five one forty, a 37-inch vertical, so he tested really well. He's got a good first step, but I think he just needs to drive into blocks more and kind of drive through them. Um, and he has strong hands that are able to stun offensive linemen in their chest, but just – he kind of needs to add pass rush moves. He doesn't really shed blocks. Like, he kind of just only uses, like, a bull and rip. And, like, once once guys stop him, it's like you don't see any countering or anything. But he does set a good edge. He squeezes the gaps down, and, and, he can, and he's got good bursts of the ball to get some big tackles, too. But I think this is a guy whose football instincts need to improve. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think he plays with a lot of energy. And I think, like, you know, his motor. Everybody talks about his motor. You know, his motor's high, but sometimes he does look a little lost, where that's where the football IQ and the football instincts uh, need to get need to go up for sure. He's 23, turning 24 in the month of May. So this is the one big outlier of, uh, you know, being an older draft prospect. But I think Joe Shane showed. I think DJ Davidson's a little bit on the old side. I think Joe Shane showed that, you know, if you're a day three pick and you're, and you're just a guy that the Giants like, that – the Giants are going to take you. Um, so if Yaya Diaby's there day three, um, because he's a good athlete, uh, I think he is certainly an option for for the Giants. I think out of all these guys that we talked about, as long as there's not a wacko crazy team that takes them like early day three or whatever, I think Yaya Diaby is actually the most realistic option for the Giants for, in terms of adding edge rusher during the draft. Out of all these guys that we talked about, would you agree with that? Um. He also may not fit. I could see Zach Harrison being that guy. Here's the here's no, I think he fits what the Giants want to do. Yeah. Um so I took him in the sixth round of that mock draft video, and I have him rated as a fifth round player. The draft guy who I kind of have the most respect for, Dane Brugler, has him 79th on his top one hundred board. Whoa. That's like a top half of the third round player. Now I will say 
he was used a lot like a 4-3 defensive end. So again, you're talking about going into a scheme and fitting in a system. And maybe if he actually is a stand-up pass rusher in the NFL and he's lining up more outside the tackle, does he become more effective? So that's a question. He was lying a lot as a 4-3 D end at Louisville. Yeah, yeah, I don't like those. I hate when the defenses do that. Yeah. Um. So we'll, we'll see with Yaya. So I'm looking back at my notes, and I missed something on Andre Carter. Oh. So like I talked about how he was 80th in sacks, hits, and pressures this past year. Yeah. In 2021, he was, was he second. Only yeah. to Will Anderson. I can't believe I missed that note on this guy. Oh, no. Pissing me off, Jerry. Uh, so it's, it's early. It's early in the draft month for everybody, Bob. I messed it up. All right, it is early, so we got to we got to fix our flaws. So we'll be back on Friday. We'll be looking at defensive tackles. This is the most in depth we're going on defensive tackle in talking like the most ignored position in talking Giants draft month history has been defensive tackle and quarterback. We spent one year looking at quarterbacks last year, and we actually paired it with defensive tackles on that episode because we've always had such good depth at defensive tackle until this past year. We're going, we're going eight deep, and there's some guys I freaking like at this spot. Yeah, there's some guys I like. There's a guy who I would take in the first round if like the wide receiver or corner I didn't want is there. Like I'm serious about that. I think I agree. Woo! All right, so we will see you guys on. We'll talk about that. Hold guy on first. one second. I forgot to mention this at the top. If you made it this far, first of all, remember what I said at the top. Uh, like the video, um, comment who is your favorite player that we talked about comment a player that we didn't talk about that you like i'll pick a comment you'll get a free shirt if i respond to it and i'll you know i'll, I'll reach out and how to reach out to me um and then also if you again if you made it yeah, this make far, sure you, you respond to those on youtube so see so people see that we're actually giving people shirts right right and then also uh make sure you see the description of this episode youtube it, it'll be in chapters so it's easy but even podcast people i am putting in the description the timestamps of when we talk about players so it is easier to navigate if you want to skip a player if you want to find a player whatever 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 we appreciate you guys let's do let's let's go let's do it let's do draft month we're just getting started the party's just getting started but it, you know what it'll, it'll feel like tomorrow where we're in that freaking studio doing our draft day my favorite podcast of the year the draft day podcast so I already got my speech outline ready, where last year I kind of didn't have one great feel until the last day. I already got my draft day speech outlined. So we'll see you guys on Friday. Check out all the film breakdowns. We'll see you then. Until then, let's go big blue.